and welcome to the Hack Your Mindset podcast with me, Jenny Winterleach, the Mindset Hacker. So wherever you are today and whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to this, settle in and enjoy the ride. Hi everybody, hi, hi, hi and welcome to another episode of the Flying Changes show. I'm Jenny Winterleach and I am thrilled to be joined today by Amy Tickle. Hi Amy. Hiya. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. So Amy, um, obviously anyone listening on the podcast um, can't see this, but Amy's in her car, but it currently looks like some kind of TV <laughs> studio. She's blacked out the window behind her. It looks looks a little bit pro, actually. Or oh, looks like it might fall oh, down at any moment. Wow. Though. Oh, does the sun was in the wrong place. So, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Superb. So Amy is very resourceful lady, um, very good at creating things out of what she needs. So we're going to be discussing today um, a topic that the two of us love, um, which is the glorification of being busy. Um, but before we do that, Amy, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us an introduction to you and who you are. So I have been working with horses now solely for seven years. I did office work before that. and went, That's not for me. I can't do inside. I like for some reason being out in the rain and staring out in it. Um, so I run a little yard in Offham in Kent. I do some freelance teaching for grassroots riders and I'm currently training to be an equi Pilates instructor, which is really cool. I'm really enjoying that. Um, so if anyone later on wants some online classes next year, though, <laughs> I'll be doing those. I've got two horses. I've got a 16-1, now 21-year-old who has taken me from pony club to medium dressage who is an absolute legend that's maxi and i've got a seven-year-old kwpn called carlos or dennis as he's known because he's the most destructive what's it ever about 17-3 so he is um never had a horse with so much character but we do dressage i've entered on max and then he turned just to dressage and carlos is only dressage a few times his feet have left before jumping i'm not in a hurry to sit on it because he zest for life is rather high and he gets very excited so no so horse field life start to finish uh rode when i was younger as well sort of grew up with them so yeah i'm just horsey mad even at nearly 30 i'm still in the it's definitely not a stage bit (laughs) yes cool so at least you've realized that and uh, and just given in and gone do you know what fine this is what i need to be doing yeah cool so, you know, you run a little yard and you've, you've got lots going on in life, as everyone does. Tell us about kind of the things that you've learned in running your little yard and, um, you know, being a part of the horsey life as opposed to when you were in, you know, like an office job. Office life. Yeah. Um, I guess when like you're in an office job, your time is naturally a bit more scheduled. Um, so you have a set thing you do, nine to five, you do the horses around it, you have weekends off. Brilliant. though. So, I can say when you've got horses around it, we all know it's not as simple as that. I used to do 4 a.m. starts to when I've entered Max and like 11 o'clock finishes to ride them twice a day. So even though it was scheduled, it was still long days, but I could actually find time to have like downtime, time off a little bit easier. Because I think the problem is when you go self-employed particularly and work with horses or any form of self-employed work, you go, oh, yeah, I can just fit that in. Oh, yeah, I can just fit that in. And then before you know it, you've, like, done so many days. You're like, hang on, when was the last time I didn't do a little bit of work? Or even if it is just a little bit, when's the last time I just did, didn't did do, sorry, a little bit of work on that day? And 
that's what was harder. It was it was easy to say yes without any pressure from anybody else, but it was easier to say, oh, yeah, I can do that because all of a sudden you're like, well, my time's my own. But you forget about that in the good way. Your your time's your own, so you should dictate what you do, not just go, oh, yeah, because I've got the time, I'll fit it in. Great. Some days you have to. comes with the nature of our job. You will do stupidly long days sometimes. But if you do stupidly long days all the time, like I was at one point, not you don't earn millions. You're like, well, I haven't got any time to enjoy the money I've earned and I don't earn a lot of it anyway. So you're like, well, hang on. We do this job because we love it. It allows us to do our own horses. Yet I felt my time with them was getting like tighter and more restricted. And that was fine with Max. I've known him for years. I can just chuck a saddle on him and get going. Carlos was like two and a half when I got him. I'm like, well, I, I can't just do that. I need to give him the time and the dedication. And I've got the most understanding group of friends and family, but I was missing out on family occasions. Says, oh, no, because I'm working. Oh, no, because I'm working. Oh, no, because I'm working. Because if I'm not working, I'm not earning. And I'm like, hang on a minute. <laughs> I've not been put on this world to work my ass off every single day. Most of the time, fine. I've learned now particularly what, what I can do, what I can't do, fitting things in. And also, more importantly, I've learned what I want to do and what I don't want to do to fit things into my life. Um, and you just the balance just went way off for probably about four years, four or five years in this time. Like, I live half an hour from my yard. So, and when I, before I run here, I worked for somebody who, who ran it. And you're like, that was all brilliant. But I was asked, can I do them before work? Yeah, that's fine. But then if I wanted to ride before work and get them both mucked out and I had a half hour drive to start work for sort of seven, half seven, I was like, right, okay. And then I'd have to do the other one after work. Fine. But then I was also teaching a lot. And then I'd do that. And that was no, and all my lessons are back where I live. So it was still a half hour drive before I did any teaching. And that was my days about 95% of the time. And then to feel like I had a day like off, I'd have to take a whole day away from even my horses. And I, my horses are meant to be my day off bit. And I was just, it took Max jumping on my foot and fracturing it, which is actually in the 16 years I've had him, one of the best things he's ever done. <laughs> make me realize <laughs> how knackered I was yeah and it was one of those I actually afterwards when I had eight weeks off working I was lucky my job was still there at the end of it when I had eight weeks off working I was just like thank you bud that was the best thing you could have done it took two weeks for my alarm to stop waking me up yeah like I was, I was just absolutely shattered because I went to my best friend's wedding in Greece and it was okay. You want to you want a week off? That's fine, but make sure you do enough beforehand. So I did the whole. Even though she did, like my teaching was my own, I was like, right, I am having a week off. So if anyone wants lessons, let's crack them in. I in a week and two days, I think I did ninety eight hours of yard wow. work just to have a week off. I was asleep for three days on the sun lounger. The boys were moving my lounger around in the shade because I just passed out. <laughs> oh that's but brilliant I was, but yeah I was exhausted for a week off I had to do that much yeah and I think there's probably a lot of people listening in thinking yeah I get yeah oh that sounds like me I think I might be in that yeah. situation 100%. but you know it when you're in it it seems like such a difficult cycle to break because like you it say does. if you're not working you're not earning money now if you are a time for money job if you're yeah. not earning at uh, working you're not earning money so 
you know, to afford a week off, you have to be able to double the money to afford the week off. And then there's the expense of having the week off if you want to actually go and do anything and stuff as well. And then, um, you know, but it seems to be the norm in norm, particularly yeah. in equine things. And it, and it seems to be people are like, well, you've just got to suck it up and get on with it. But actually, our you, bodies you can't really, sustain it. You really don't. You really, yeah. really, really, really don't. Like you go so tell us... Sorry, Sorry, I was going to say, tell us a little bit about, I mean, obviously, Max broke your foot, so you had eight weeks off because you had to. But yeah. what what is it then that, obviously, you were aware that this was not a cycle you wanted to be in, but you, at the time, couldn't do anything about it. What kind of things no. did you start to do, though, that, that made a difference? Or was it literally a case of you had to break your foot and have eight weeks? I had to break my foot and I had to have eight, I had to have eight weeks off. But in that point, I was still... Um, having to come up and muck my two out with a broken mm. foot. It, this was November, I did it, so in the winter. And because mm. of that, my leg has, well, my whole leg has ever so slightly rotated to the right now. So you're like, even that, I, I, yeah, I was very lucky. My job was going to be there when I finished, but I could have done with a bit more help being given to me where I, like, where I was. Obviously, my mum had to drive me to come and do the horses every day. Carlos was only three, so trying to muck out of him in the stable. I mean, he was picking my boot up. He was eating the bag as it was on. Like that was a, it was hilarious. But he was right, ball leg to do around. But it was. I did literally have to break my foot and realise how tired I was. And that's the thing when you keep going, your tiredness levels change. And I don't think I realised until maybe a year after that I was living in probably a permanent state of slight exhaustion. And I was like. I really don't want to, I don't want to be here anymore. And I've always known I do this job. I accept the less money. I accept no sick pay. I accept no holiday pay because I love being around horses um, and how happy mentally it makes me when I was working in an office. I definitely was not in a good place. So it was literally, you don't feel like you can step out of it or say no to things because you're like, well, this comes with the job. And it just made me realize it really doesn't. So I spoke to who I work for and said, look, can just once a week, can they be turned out for me? So I haven't got to get here at the crack of dawn, like on my day off and I can come in a bit later. And that was fine. That was, that was able to happen. And then I gave everybody I taught, I said, right, I'm, I'm, because what's lovely is they all want lessons once a week. Fantastic. I've got um, probably 10, yeah, about 10 clients that would have a lesson once a week. I'm like, that is amazing, guys. But I'm round doing the amount of yard work I was doing, trying to compete max, break Carlos in, have a life. I was like, because they're at half hour either way. I was like, I really can't do it. So I started giving them set days um, for teaching, which they were all really lovely about and didn't mind at all. But that I felt a bit bad at the start for them because I'm like, they want lessons every week. That's brilliant for me. It's brilliant for them. But I couldn't. I I couldn't give it to them. So I'd be getting there, having a nap in the car before <laughs> while I was waiting for them to turn up, um, and I felt like I just couldn't give my all to them. And I'm like, that's not fair. They're they're paying for a service, and I really enjoyed teaching. I want to be able to give my all to them. So just doing that at the start, like, really did help. Um, and just having to sort of compartmentalize my life going right I've got I haven't just got horses I'm right I've got my horses I've got the yard work I've got teaching I've got my own downtime I've got my social time and it was just trying to work out a way to be able to fit all that in in a way that suited my life without 
it always feeling like it was me and my animals that were missing out. Because I think when you run a yard, where ours is small, we can give a lot of attention to detail, which is really lovely. And that's why people come here and that's why nobody ever leaves. But I, I was giving that to everybody else's horses apart from my own. I'm like, well, that, that's not why I've got them. Um, and you just, yeah, you just need to, sometimes it does take something really big to quite literally break the cycle for you because I don't know otherwise actually how I would have stepped back out of that maybe. Um, okay, yeah, so you were you were quite literally given a break, and you do have to be yes. careful what you wish for because you will get it. Yeah. If you it, yes. you know, so often I have heard this from people that say, "Oh God, really needed a break, yeah. really needed and a break," I, and then they literally they will break something. Um, and you think, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I don't think it's as simple as you know what you wish for you get, well, but you do no. have to be careful. Yeah, what you I, I, I definitely wasn't sitting there going, oh, could something come and break a body part right now? But I was definitely at the point, oh, and a house sat around all of it as well. So I was doing houses all over the show. But I definitely remember going, I need a rest. And I think it was literally three days after that, he stomped on my foot. And mm. I was like, oh, well, I've got my rest. <laughs> That's it, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it gave you a chance to stop to reflect and to look at things differently what did you look at differently what did you do having been given that opportunity to take the time and, and do that um I think I just realized how much I wanted my my life because again I was self-employed and I, I never felt like I was self-employed that I was the boss of it and I think you do sometimes forget that when you work for people in the horse world or when you provide a as it's always a service you're providing I'm like hang on I don't need to answer to anybody else really not in a rude way I can choose what I want to do and it wasn't kind of till I, re I realized that that I started being able to be like a bit stricter on things um and going okay if my horses do miss out on one day they're not going to know it's not going to be I say that Max knows he hates that I handle all the other horses but they're not going to know that it's not going to kill them off they're going to be fine but then when things really changed for me is um, we had a big turnaround here and it wasn't really till I ran the yard that I was like oh my god I can actually make it more so it suits my life but I still do it in a way the girls I've got working for me are absolutely brilliant and I don't ever want to have them in a position where they feel run off their feet because we are not machines and like a week of hot weather a week of wet weather whatever it's really exhausting and it was just easier to be able to go no we won't do that today do it another day or no the whole I'll have one long day to have a short day here like to me that that makes sense but having one long well two long weeks almost to have one week off is just absolutely nuts but giving the girls as who are the ladies sorry who I teach set days teaching I stuck with that um and that has been really really good because now I go right so a day that I'm not doing the yard I'll dedicate half of it all of it to teaching and see the thing for me is when I teach I don't feel like that's work because where my body isn't under physical strain like it is at the yard trying to do the yard and ride um it does not feel like work to me so I started looking actually as teaching as a day off I still do um because I'm I'm standing there I'm talking I'm teaching people to ride or helping with their problems like that to to me that is not work at all that is pure that's enjoyment 
um I love seeing people succeed so I guess I learned that it was fulfilling me in a different way so I thought well I really have got to be careful now how I work myself on the yard because I still enjoy it I don't want to resent it and it just needed a bit of rebalancing and I have um somebody here thankfully who was up for doing a little bit more so I was like okay well we can shift some responsibility around I'll still do a lot of the big things but I would physically like now to do less um and again you got the whole oh you're only in your 20s I don't care that I'm only in my 20s my body's tired my body has got very very tired um and I think it was just having the guts to go no it's such an empowering word um, and not feel like you're not as dedicated just because you're not doing 4am till 11pm or whatever else it's you've got to really realize what works for you and I've realized finally what works for me I'm very happy to do a long day I can get a lot done in one day I still can now and that's not a brag but I know I can I'm one of those people you give me um, a long list I will probably make it longer and get it all done but I don't intend on doing that every day anymore. Um, yeah, that's kind of it on that one, really. Yeah, definitely. So some things I heard you saying that are quite useful little pointers there are uh, saying no mm. and uh, knowing what you're capable of and also knowing what fills you up. So there's definitely work. And then there's the kind of work that doesn't really feel like work because you're actually more energized afterwards yeah. than when you began, which for you is teaching. And, you know, yeah. for everyone, it's different. And it's knowing, isn't it? What energizes you that you can still be paid to do and what yeah. deflates you? So, you know, what are your we call them your drains and your radiators? What drains yeah. you and what fills you back up again with heat or energy or whatever you want to call it? And you hold rain. Uh, drag, sorry, you avoid drains <laughs> and you hold yeah. radiators. So. Yeah. One of the things, so this has been your personal journey through, you know, understanding what works for you and finding balance. And we'll get more a little bit in a minute as well about how you've really found balance. But tell us then about what, why it is that you are so passionate about this concept of people glorifying being busy. You can get on your soapbox now and you can, <laughs> you can tell us why it winds you up so much. What is it about it? Because you're like, this is going to sound so blunt, and I don't mean it to, but do people say it in a way that you're like, well, do you want a medal? Because everybody's busy. Everybody's got different versions of being busy. Um, everyone's got different life things to juggle, and everybody deals with those stresses, enjoyments, whatever, really, really differently. And it's a really personal thing. So if it's a personal thing, why are you putting it out there to get a pat on the back? because no one's going to give you a pat on the back. And in horses, most of the time you are self-employed, not always, but you are self-employed. You have some say over how your life runs. Now, now I've got to where I am. If you don't, haven't grasped that yet, then you need to, because no one's going to give you a rest day. No one's going to come and give you a gold medal from Tokyo because you've done 14 days on the bounce and you haven't had a day off you've done 14 days on the bounce and you haven't had a day off you need to reevaluate seriously reevaluate because you can't do that forever and I'm pretty sure you don't want to do it forever but it just seems to be such a bad of honor badge of honor sorry to be overtired overworked stressed broken I hate being broken I've got a 
plantar fasciitis in one foot and it's agonizing i can't wait for the day it goes and my osteo said very simply amy you're on your feet too much i'm like no i know i can't quite rest it how i should but i really make the effort now to when i'm not working i'm like right can i sit with my foot? i even bring my spiky ball to work and on lunch break and giving it a rub but it's you make yourself busy sometimes yes pressures come from other people fine that can't be helped that is part of our world but if you're letting them pressurize you every single day you you're doing something wrong you're doing something really 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 wrong because we all do a job involved with horses because we love horses people do come secondary we can all admit that I've made some fabulous friends through horses but horses are why I do it not the people and we've normally picked it because we think we can park people slightly <laughs> and just deal with the animal but you have just got to get everyone has just got to get out of this cycle of going I'm really overworked and really overtired yet that means I'm the most dedicated person in this industry no you're not you're still having to do that like I'm 30 next year I'm like I'm actually at a point I can sit back I can do less I earn a bit more money that's where I should be that's a bit of growth right there and yeah when you start out everyone's got to put in some groundwork absolutely everyone has got to put in some groundwork but you don't do groundwork forever if you're having to still do groundwork to prove to somebody yourself or the world people your friends whatever it's like you've got the wrong circle of people around you Like I don't need to do a stupid long day for people to know I'm dedicated and if they don't think I'm dedicated I couldn't give a stuff because I know I am no nothing in my care wants for anything my staff are treated well they're not overworked I pitch in wherever I can but I'm also very, very happy and very able to now go, I'm taking time for myself because I deserve it. And nobody is going to give you that time. You've got to give it to yourself because if you don't give it to yourself, you will never, ever get it and you will end up with a broken foot <laughs> like I did before <laughs> you realise. And life is just too bloody short to yeah. be like that. It is. And I think there's also this um, <clears throat> element of, well, the, the idea of glorifying it as well in that, mm. you know, if someone says to you, oh, you know, how are you? And you go, yeah, I'm pretty chilled. I've got a nice bit of balance, really. Like people don't answer that, do they? No, you know, they people know always say, how say are you? you? Yeah. And they expect back, oh, I'm oh, busy. I'm busy. Or the, the one I get, you know, because I'm really sacrosanct about my time and what I do with it and, yeah. and how it is. And, you know, like you say, the word no is a very important word. Yeah. And um people say to me oh gosh you must be really busy and half the time I just play along it's like yeah 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 I am yeah I'm really busy yeah. well actually I am busy i.e every moment of my day is full there yeah. is and it's calendared in and I know yeah. what I'm doing I'm doing but actually some of that is full with seeing my horse riding training yeah. uh you know going to the it's gym got, going to the spa it's got structure that's exactly it's, it. a structure, it's a structure that suits you not that suits the world you're in yeah and yet, for some reason, why is it, do you on. think? Yes, exactly. Why do it's you think? So, so why? Why is it frowned upon? Especially in the equine world, especially amongst, and it tends to be young girls. So, you know, we yeah, do get guys doing girls. it, don't we? But it is. Yeah. Young girls. Why, why is it then? What is missing that means that, particularly on yards and in where it has to be manual work, like you yeah. can't, you know, do it from a distance, which is fair no. enough, um, that people feel that they have to be, overworked like or 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 not be nice and balanced or you know I think it's like I think the, the the tricky thing with yards 
if you've got, say, like my little yard, which is it's just a little livery yard, you've got the girls who I know who maybe their aspirations are they want to be a rider. That is normally something you you earn you earn being a rider. You earn getting on your boss's top Grand Prix horse show jumper event and whatever. And they do expect you to put that sort of work in to prove that you are dedicated to their yard, their horses, their sport before they give you a, a reward. Mm, structure that you're like, okay, could still be different, but there are a lot of people that turn up and go, I want to ride. And you're like, well, okay, but no one's walked into a yard and said, I want to ride and got the ride. Everyone's had to do a bit of proving themselves, which I think that's fine. But you're also like on just a general general yard or like for me, just a bog standard um, instructor, I actually don't have an answer why that's there because it just shouldn't be. I think it comes down to slightly where horses are literally so dependent on you. I mean, like you got to think they can do nothing for themselves. People almost expect because they own a horse that you'll give them that same attention as you'd give horses that were like solely in your care or your own animal is literally the only reason I can think of why that could be a thing but I think it's also where it does come down a little bit to money where you can't earn a lot of money people expect to see you racing around trying to fit in everybody and anything and unfortunately fitting loads of people in does normally grow can grow a reputation like when I started teaching I would do it all ends of the day because I did I needed a base well now I've got a baseline of people and I get a new person I'm like yeah I can come teach you these are my days done and they're completely fine with that. And I think it's actually having, again, the guts to go, well, hang on, if I say no, nobody's going to leave, not want to work with me, I'm going to lose money. They actually normally have a bit more respect for you when you're busy. And actually, you've done one thing for them, which they don't want to do, is that you've made a decision because people hate making decisions. I've really learned that. I'm quite happy making, I'll make decisions all day long. I don't um and ah too much. And you've gone, these are my hours. This is my price, done. They either have it or they don't. If they if they have it, they come back and you're more brilliant. If they don't, you're like, all right, you're not meant to be in my my circle or the tri- um, tribe that I've built. And I think it is having that confidence that if you say, no, I can't do that, or no, not today, your entire world reputation is not going to fall apart. If anything, it grows it. Um, it's definitely grown mine. Um, and like I said, I do... I do less now and I have absolutely no guilt whatsoever that I do do a bit less. I'm like, I've done, I've done my grafting. It's my turn to step back. It's my turn to hopefully give the girls here. I work for a few more opportunities if I can. And it's still a cycle that you go, I've known somebody who was in the cycle of still grafting for like 20 odd years. And I'm like, you, I don't want to do, I don't want horses or yard work to break me physically I really really don't I've only got one body and I'd rather use it to do some adventures ride my own horses and still do a job I love and I think it's just this thing that people really do believe you can't be dedicated to the sport or to the horse if you're not doing long hours and why that's there I don't know it probably stems like way 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 back um like say like before like Carl was Carl Hester was around to that manual labor was such a way of life 
and it probably goes outside the equestrian world if you're doing the physic physical job for all hours of the day people are like well that's a good person that's a strong person that's a person that won't muck you around and i think it goes yeah definitely does go beyond it but it really shouldn't be a thing like really shouldn't be a thing it's interesting isn't it because you get that phrase oh you know they're a hard worker well you can be a hard worker i.e when you're working you're working hard you're doing the job properly but what wouldn't it be wonderful if there was a, a phrase that actually was complimentary which was they're they're um an efficient worker who uses their yeah. energy well. I mean yeah, you don't exactly. hear someone go, Oh, they're an efficient worker, do you? No, like you just hear hard worker and you're like then you get into there's a difference between a hard worker and a grafter. I believe yeah. there is a difference between a hard worker and a grafter. But a grafter, I'd almost say works a bit smarter than the hard worker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so what are some ways then that you've found of working smarter rather than harder that have worked really well for you? What kind of things have you put in place or realised? Um, having a yard, it's been have a routine, but be prepared to change it. Don't try and accomplish everything in one day, particularly when it's 30 degrees. Like I told my girls um, that week, I was like, the horses are out for about an hour in the morning because it was so, so, so hot. And we don't have a lot of um, shade here. I'm like, don't poo pick for a week. Don't go out and stand in the heat to pick up maybe three poos. It's, it's just finding the most, like you said, Jenny, the most efficient way of running your day from start to finish and like it's the whole like people say you always see a horsey person because we can fit more in one wheelbarrow and do one trip well have that outlook for your life can i make what can i do in the most efficient way but does maybe in my case physically take the less the least effort so we do have like i said a baseline routine here but we are prepared to change it any day any time because like, well, if that's going to make our day 10 times longer, does that job need to be done today? No, maybe not. It can be done another day. Well, let's plan to do that job. So we used to try and always do all the big jobs around doing the yard. That is knackering. That is absolutely shattered. So we would do, when I worked here a bit more, we'd say, okay, we'll come in early, get the, get the base of the yard done, we'll have a break. And then, oh, look, we've gained three extra hours because we started it earlier to bash out this big job. So you're not trying to do everything in the same same time schedule as you would if you didn't have that big job on where now it's even easier the girls do the yard I do all the big jobs so like tomorrow I think I'm doing about four hours work in our arena but that's okay because I'm not having to do the yard around it and giving people set days like that that has been the, the biggest thing for me because I can plan now okay I'm not working at the yard Oh, look, I've got all these days for teaching. Yeah, I'll teach every day that week because I want to, I can, but I won't do as much next week. And I think people probably hear that and go, well, who do you think you are being able to do it like that? And it's like, I don't think I'm anybody in particular. I just have respect for my own time a lot more now than I ever used to. And it's the whole, I know, like, especially through COVID, uh, self-care and mental health has raised even more. Um, awareness and I think people really do forget when they're working in an outside job we're getting a few things that people can't get when they work in the office we get fresh air we're around an animal um, and we we are here thankfully around a really lovely bunch of people all the time but it still gets draining it still gets really hard and I 
love what I do, but I want a life outside horses. And I think people are afraid to say, I want to do horses to the highest level, most dedicated level. Oh, but to do that, apparently you can't have a life. But you need a life out, outside them. Yes, it depends what ranges you're, you're doing it on. Like, I have no aspirations to go to the Olympics. Really, really don't. But you could go, that could be a difference, not between me and Charlotte, but she's the best person to use. But that is her aspiration. So she's happy to maybe not do other bits in her life. And like, my horses are my passion and my hobby, my work is the other side of it. And I want to be able to separate those two things and see my friends in between, see my family and be able to go, well, do you know what? I actually have a day where I don't have a lot to do. I'm going to keep it that way. And it, it is just about having priorities and not being afraid to have yourself as your top priority mm. anymore. Because seriously, no one will think less of you. And if they do think less of you, well, tell them to shove it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that is, it's so important, isn't it? It's knowing your values and it's knowing what's important to you and it's prioritising yeah. them. And mm -hmm. it's making decisions on knowing that priority. What kind of a difference did it make for you when you realised that these things existed and not only did they exist, they have a priority and that you could base decisions around that kind of thing? I was feeling guilty. And I don't feel guilty too easily, but it was always there. I'd feel guilty that, I don't know, maybe I didn't ride Max one day or, I don't know, I cut my day a bit shorter because I was just like, I'm just so tired. Like, I'll say it, no, well, I can't be bothered. We all feel like that. But if you say, oh, I can't be bothered around horses, it's like, oh, no, can't do that. Something's up with you. You're not giving all your time to them. And yet just just the, the guilt went. And I've probably been quite lucky. I've always been a person that I, I never really think of what other people think of me because I'm like, I'm not interested in that. My brain's got enough in my head about thinking about other people's opinions. So that could have made it easier. But I started going, well, I'm living my life for me not for everybody else which I know might not make a lot of sense I just said I don't care about people think like I I say I am a caring person but I my, I don't let it fill my brain if someone goes oh you haven't done as much much today or something like that or you've not ridden I'm like it's not your life it is mine you do you I'll do me and it is that simple it really is <laughs> that's what it comes down to yeah and it's lovely sure. and you you feel empowering yeah. being able to say no well like you go some days you go yeah I have a busy day today but you've chosen it yeah. it's not been put upon you and that's the difference yeah and that and that is the definition of stress actually is when yeah um when the pressure is external and there's like mm -hmm. a deadline or something that's got to happen when it's internal pressure you deal with that because you 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 deal with it but when it's external that's what creates yeah. stress yeah and I think the and other interesting You've got to be able to what? Carry on. No, no, no. No, carry oh, on. We've got carry a delay. On. I love a good delay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, I think there's this, um, you've commented on it a little bit there, this idea of uh, can't be bothered or what have you, that very often people label themselves or others as lazy. Well, mm. actually, is it lazy or is it boundaries? That's the, the question. Is it that they don't yeah. want to do the work or is it that they've said, no, not today, thank you? Yeah, exactly. And it's the whole, like we said at the start, everybody takes days off, workload, very different levels. Like my version of a long day could be someone's version of a short day. Doesn't make me any less dedicated to what I do. That's just their version. That's mine. 
and that's fine because you go that's what works for me um but yeah i think it's the whole like you said that's a very blurred line between boundaries and and laziness Mm. That, well, laziness mm. is a strong word but people people perceiving it as laziness or boundaries um i think it probably takes a while for like to, to, i would say i'd feel guilty if i went in if i had an evening and i just got in and fell asleep which i used to do quite a bit i'm like oh i haven't done anything else but that was my body's way of trying to tell me like you maybe can't keep this up all the time and it <laughs> and i went for a stage of feeling lazy and then like you say i slowly realized it was turning into a boundary it yeah. just took its time. Yeah. Okay. And I think the other side of this, of course, is physical fitness and your body, what it's capable of, what it's what it's set up to do, the things you're asking of it. That is also going to make a difference to the amount of energy you have. So if you're not as physically fit, you're going to find things a lot harder than if you are. Or if your body is compromised in oh. some way or if it's not strong. Hang on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> am I still here? You've got no. all... I, I, can, I can hear you but you're you're very robotic oh well i can hear you just fine there we no. go there we go oh i'm back no. i'm back you're back okay cool you're back. right you're back. i don't know if you can hear it. let's but say it again, again for the benefit of it <laughs> <laughs> sorry anyone listening on the podcast you'll just hear this again um sorry. physical physical um fitness physical limitation your bodies makes a huge difference as well because someone who's fitter is going to obviously be able to do more and more easily physically and someone who's not can't or someone who's got a limitation makes things harder what as well I mean obviously you're training in your equi pilates what's what's your kind of views and thoughts on the physical element of it as well well it's the whole like everyone says you treat your horse like an athlete do you treat yourself like one yes I'm not running 100 meters but I still do a very physical job so I have um, an osteo every two weeks I have a sports massage once a month um, obviously my interest in Pilates I do those classes as well and again that's just people don't want to spend money on themselves I'm not saying go and blow everything on yourself and everything like that but you've got to you look after your horses like they're kings and queens well if you're doing a physical job you're a king and queen of your job why aren't you looking after yourself like that if I didn't have my osteo every two weeks, I'd be very crippled. Um, like I said, I've got a bad foot, oddly the one Max jumped on. I've got a bad foot at the moment, which really is quite excruciating at times. And if it wasn't for Sam, well, poor Jazz and Chloe who work for me would be doing absolutely everything. Because someday, someday I got up once, I just fell back into bed. It was that painful. And it was just through their help, and guidance that I've been able to find things that work or don't work or I have a day where I'm like oh like this does ache today could you lift the hay nets but you've got to, you've got to be around a team that help you all the time and just because you are physically fit and so it doesn't mean your body's not going to eventually tire out and I think I've seen firsthand for a few people who are immediate in my life that work very hard physically and they've still not stopped yet. And I'm like, you're very broken. Like, okay, I admire you that you've kept going, but you, you don't have to. And I'm not keep going as in, oh, you need to stop work, but you need to look after yourself to do the job you're doing. Like, especially yard work, you go, it puts me in a very one position. I'm like, I don't want to get on Carlos and be really, really wonky. 
I'd like to be quite straight, please. So I have it for that sense as well. So when you do a physical job and you ride, just think, well, it will help your horse if you're in a better position and straightness. Now, I know that not everyone's got money to go and spend on treatments and everything like that. I'm lucky our osteo does us quite a good deal where she comes so much. But you wouldn't expect your horse to do all that work and not have a treatment or some downtime or a change of scenery or some variety, what whatever you want to call it. You know, so why do we expect that from ourselves? Like we're not programmed. COVID's proven we're not programmed to live one one life every single day. You've you've got to take care of, of what you've got. Um and like I say, if you've got a like a physical restraint, disability or whatever, you're like it shouldn't limit you, but you need a good team around you to find a way that makes it work for you so you can still get everything you enjoy out of life. But no, you, you've got to look after yourself. You, you just really, really have. I think when we had the, if everyone remembers, like the beast from the east, that killed me off. <laughs> for sure i was i got in i think i sat down i was asleep within seconds like i'm sure a lot of other people were but you're like that was one week that's fine there are people who work themselves like that every single day and it's like you've not been put on here to do that your body hasn't been put on here to do that and like i said i'm young fit and healthy um and but then that also comes if i think the side that people go you're young fit and healthy you can do it Fair enough. Might not want to. And what's wrong with saying that? That definitely is the other side of it. Like you go, oh, you're only young, you can do this. And it's like, okay, I don't want to though because it's making me grouchy. I'm missing out on things with my friends or other things I want to do. Um, Yeah, you go, just because I'm young doesn't mean I want to do sort of 12, 14 hour days all the time. Like you just you yeah. just don't some people do some people like it and they thrive on that brilliant i don't thrive on that yeah i'm not sure most people do really thrive on it i think they just don't know any other way <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's funny because no, it's, it's just it's just hard work all yeah. the time yeah when i was in a um, corporate job and i was looking after the young talent oh, strategy we've, got, we've gone funny again oh, we've gone again oh no on, we've gone, it doesn't want me to talk funny again hello <laughs> you like say you're just a robot give it a yeah minute. that's what it is just a robot <laughs> there we go you're back i'm back oh you're good back. okay <laughs> as i say when i was in the corporate world i had exactly the same problem although it wasn't physical job um it was very demanding we yeah. were working long hours and you know the head of the head of hr at the time global head of hr which was a bit scary turned around and said well you're young you guys should be able to graft it and it doesn't matter if you burn yeah. out and I thought oh thanks for that because okay it's all right to burn out when you're young like it's not okay to burn out ever it's not good for your body it damages no. your brain it actually causes lasting problems and you're talking about physical as well yeah. the damage you do to your body so why why would you do that like 100%. you don't need to just say no I'm... just say no guys no, no. But it is just the thing, isn't it? I think people think if you say no, your world, some part of your world's going to fall apart. And you're like, mm-hmm. it might fall apart for a really good reason. And you realise you don't need that part of your world. Or yes. if it does, you're like, okay, could I, could I have said no differently? Could we have done talking about it, find something in the middle? But you don't know until you do it. And I think that's the step everyone's scared to take. Yeah. Um, but no, you go like even, 
like you go like for me i don't count running a yard physically the hard is the hard side mentally it's tough so i need a day away from here to give myself mentally a break now not physically and unfortunately for me that does mean like where i've got work and play in the same place like with my my horses it does mean i don't come down for a day and see them but i go off i see my best friends and they like their kiddies i spend time with my like my granddad i try and make sure i see him um I would say I do stuff with my parents, but dad's a farmer, so I, I never see him anyway. But I do other things that I know make me me. And I think you get with a lot of horsey people that ho- horses defy you. Because I go, we get a school, it's cute. Everyone sees pony and goes, oh, look, Amy, there's a pony. Yay, I'm not nine anymore. I will drive past the field and still go, oh, look, a horse. <laughs> but not with the same sort of outlook and my horses aren't just who I am they're they're a very big part of my life and yes I will always come with the horses and spuds my little Jack Russell but that is not who I am there's more underneath that to Amy than just the horses all the time and I think that's another thing when you're like an amateur in this sport as well that that comes sort of with with the title of being an amateur like oh all you must do is live drink sleep breathe horses you're like yeah but I don't want to do that 100% of my life that's probably like 70 80% the other bit I'd quite like to I don't know I've done a skydive how many people know I've done a I've done a skydive and I've realized I'm definitely a bit of an adrenaline junkie for that there, there's other things to somebody than just hmm, shoveling poo uh performing doing pilates doing a horse treatment there is other stuff to us than horses so yeah yeah. i think that's so true isn't it and it's no reflection of loving them any less no no you know it doesn't mean you're not committed it doesn't mean you don't have the passion it doesn't mean cut you and you bleed them it doesn't you know you are entitled to time off days off time away Mm -hmm. and other things and actually i find so for me to really chill out i have to go and be near water yeah. which generally doesn't mix with horses. So generally, for me to really chill out, I am away from them completely. Yeah. And yeah. actually, that's a really good thing. But I wouldn't want nice it too to much. Have... No, but you go, it's nice to have something else other than your horse that makes you yeah. relaxed or happy because sometimes, like I've got at the moment, Carlos is injured. So my one of my main enjoyments has gone. Yeah. But I have friends that fulfill me with enjoyment with with their with their children who I'm very close with or taking Spudley for a walk um obviously I've still got Max I can ride but you go I have I have lost a bit of my enjoyment at the moment and I'm like well if I had nothing else to go and do my god there'd be an Amy shaped hole for a stable door you can't just because you choose not to let them consume you does not mean you don't love them you're not dedicated to the sport you're not a hard-working self-employed business person whatever tangent you want you've just got your priorities in order and plus and everybody listening has probably burnt out more than once or twice it's freaking horrible yeah why why do you keep putting yourself in the position you want to do it again like i have for the last two years since i've run here i have not been as tired for as i was for like the last five at all I have days where I'm like, oh, I'm a bit knackered, but I'm like, man, eh, I'm just a bit knackered today or wh- whatever yeah, else. That's life. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not exhausted at yeah. all. 
And that is um, a very, very big difference. Probably now when you have time off for a holiday, God forbid we mentioned such things, you know, um, that actually... <laughs> What's it, what are they? Yeah, what else? No, but when you do have some time off, and okay, we might not be jetting yeah. abroad at the moment or anything, but when you do have some time off, you can probably relax because, because like you say, you haven't got to spend three days fast asleep on a lounge and not really enjoying it, just using it to sleep and no. not experiencing it. Because actually no. your body isn't doing these massive peaks and needing these huge troughs. It's much more measured. Yeah. Regulated. Exactly. And it's word, also, it? I think when you've, yeah, when you've got horses or when say like for me, I'm in sole, I'm in sole charge of a, like nine of them. It's being able to also, which yes, comes with a bit of luck, is trust the people you're leaving in charge. Yeah. Now, I'm insanely lucky with the girls I've got, insanely, insanely lucky. But I'm quite a good natural compartmentalizer. So I go, I am not at the yard today. They're, if there's a problem, they will ring me, text me. And also, they're quite capable of sorting it out themselves. I don't sit staring at my phone for the whole day. I'm quite good at going, I'm not there. I'm doing this. Because at the end of the day, I was, you'd never have a I don't want to say not a true day off, but you you wouldn't. Like anybody who can go to work, regardless of what it is, and shut the door on it and have one day where you're like, I genuinely don't have to think about it for today, is very, 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 very lucky. And I class myself in that position that I am now able to do that. I've got a fabulous team of people that I know are quite capable of sorting stuff out. And if they're not capable or if they feel they're not capable, sorry, I'm not doing it. They will call me and I'll go and deal with it. And that's fine. That's how it should be in the position I'm currently in. When I wasn't in the in charge of it position, um, I still tried to make sure that I could deal with it. So my, so the person I was working for didn't have to come in and deal with it. Because I'm like, well, it's my responsibility. And you, it's hard with animals being happy of who, who's care or leaving them in and all that sort of thing. But if you spend your whole day worrying you're just going to spend your whole life worrying and that is really not a healthy place to be in i'm lucky i'm not a natural worrier so i say this and there could be people going well that's all right for you <laughs> yeah okay it's all right for me but you've got to trust you've got to have some trust in yourself life other other humans that you're not there for one day you're not working for one day you're not pushing yourself to your eighth degree for one day that life is going to be okay and the world's still going to keep turning 100 yeah, percent. really on that one i think that's a good place to actually bring us to a close is that actually life will always go on yeah. um and it's okay to just rest relax and go away and you know, yeah, okay, you've got to trust the team around you. And if you don't feel that they are that capable, it can be a bit harder to do. Hard. But a lot of the time, yeah. you only get trust by giving trust. You only oh, get, 100%. they only get the opportunity to stand up by you not being there because you have to empower them. And it's very disempowering, yeah. actually, sometimes to have someone who doesn't give you that opportunity is actually yeah. worse than having is, someone who goes, okay. It might not have been sorted the way you'd have done it. That's the but other thing you've got to let go. Yeah, but, is, but is everything still okay? Yes, everything's still okay. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly it. And I think that's part of it as well, is that you have got to trust them. And in order to trust them, you've got to empower them. And in order to empower them, you've got to let them make their own decisions, knowing they may not be the same as yours. They might be, depends how you've trained them. But at the end of the day, yeah. is they everything also, still alive? They also you know? could be better. Yeah. Oh, I know. They could be, they, they could be. They could be better. And I, if they find a better way of doing it, I'm like, let me go for it. Because if it makes it easier for you, 
then do it. Yeah, exactly. If it makes you not exactly. burn, like I said, if it makes you not burn out, if it makes you happier, by all means, go for it. Yeah, for sure. So I think the things that we've covered today that are really useful then are knowing when to say no, knowing what your priorities are and what you want to do, knowing that it doesn't mean any less of you if you have a life outside of horses or you have some time off, trusting your yeah. team, empowering them and being really clear on what you want and sticking to it. And I think those sound yeah. to me like the kind of things people might need to go and reevaluate or think about and decide whether that's going on for them right now. Yeah, baby steps. Even if you do it in one area of your life, really, really, really baby steps. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're taking giant steps and it's fabulous. <laughs> Absolutely. That's the one. And you can sit back and look and go, wow, look how much things have changed. Yeah. I didn't really notice it until now. And yeah. that's how you want it to be. That's how good habits form. The big stuff doesn't ever stick. No. And you know this from doing your Pilates stuff. It's all very well doing a big movement or something, but that's not how you make yourself strong. You've got to yeah. do it continuously all the time, haven't you? Build yeah. the strength. Definitely. Cool. Definitely. Well, thank you so, so much, Amy. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. If people want to get hold of you, ask you anything, you find all. out more about your Equipilates, how do they do it? Uh, I'm Team Tickle Dressage on Instagram, and I'd say stick with that. I don't really use, I'm not overly active on Facebook, but Team Tickle Dressage uh, for now. And yeah, when Equipilates starts guys keep a look out because i'll be hopefully doing some online bits <laughs> fabulous so team tickle dressage on instagram we'll all go and make yeah. sure we're following along fab thank you so much for your time amy it's been an absolute pleasure and i uh, hope you get to enjoy more of what fills you with joy thank you very much and I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. If you want to listen to more of them, then please do follow us in Apple, in Google and on Podbean. Hack Your Mindset with Jenny is the name of this podcast. So please do subscribe, follow us and we look forward to you listening in to our next one. Bye, everyone.